Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Are We Building? I am here in the Sun Prairie Media Center studios, underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we got a, a big show. Adam Bougie is my guest. Uh, Adam's with Glass Nickel Pizza, and we'll be talking about uh, his work around building a new building and the explosion and everything that happened uh, with him and how he kind of got into the pizza business. So uh, good talk. Good talk with Adam. But um, I'm going to start with this uh, speed limit situation. You know, I caught a lot of flack last week for suggesting that 25 mile an hour speed limits on on main street were a bad idea and you know i've come around a little bit i think somebody pointed out that it's like an extra 64 seconds to drive 10 mile an hour slower uh to from from main street you know downtown to walmart and okay but then you know you hear the story of dante wright and i learned this week that apparently in the state of minnesota it's illegal to have an air freshener hanging from your rearview mirror and I used the phrase last week, what are we, how much are we going to sacrifice on the altar of public safety? And this is the kind of thing that when public safety becomes paramount and is all that dominates, uh, apparently it's illegal to have a graduation tassel or a garter or fuzzy dice or anything hanging from your rearview mirror because that's unsafe. And it's a little bit of this paternalistic mommy state mentality that says, you know, we have to do everything possible to you know, mitigate public safety, and then what happens is uh, police stop a gentleman, young man, and uh, says that they're reaching for a taser, but reaches for a gun, and Dante Wright is dead. And I, I don't, I, I've said it before, I don't ever want to see that happen in the city of Sun Prairie. And I know the the police are doing the best they can, and they're being trained. And Mike Steffes, the chief, has said everything uh, that that I would want him to say to be able to address some of these things, but. Systemic racism or systemic injustice is exactly that. It's because it's part of the system. And uh, these things happen because good people, good cops, there is something inherent in the system that we are trying, I hope, to dismantle. But I hope to God that a kid has never stopped for driving 29 in a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit zone and things go wrong and somebody ends up dead. And that is my concern when, again, we're all focused on public safety, public safety, but sometimes that leads to over-policing, over-enforcement, and I, it sounds like the, you know, the focus will be on education and they'll be issuing a lot of warnings, and our focus really is on public safety. But I really hope that these speed limits aren't an excuse just to stop more folks and uh, you know, generate tickets and lead to situations that are potentially you know, really problematic. So let's get off that and we'll talk to Bill. I, I wanted to have Bill Connors on to talk about parks. Everybody likes parks, and so I called up Bill to just give us an update on, on what we're building in the parks department. I just wanted to check in with you because you seem more informed on what's going on with the parks that are being built. And parks are always very important to people. And I think when people talk about why they like Sun Prairie, they like our parks. And so I just just a quick kind of rapid fire. Give us a rundown of, of all the different parks that are being built in town. Yeah, well, the reason I know something about this is that I sent an email to Kristen Grissom, who is the you know parks and uh, recreation director, because I was curious what was going on with the um, picnic shelter and restrooms in Liberty Liberty Park, because that's part of the district I used to represent, and that thing has been lingering for years. I mean, it was like every public works committee meeting, I would ask, where is this project? It's years behind schedule. When is it going to happen? And, you know, every year I was told, this is the year we decide it, then next year we'll build it. And I got that same 
same response every year. They kind of tend to um, kick the can so, down the road on those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally, I, I sent the email to Kristen, you know, recently, and she said, "Oh, yeah, we're actually they actually their contractors there. Go look in the park. They've got their they've got their equipment there." And sure enough, she was right. They were actually building. They were beyond designing it. They were actually building it this year. Um, so I was I was thrilled to hear about that. And she thought, well, while you're at it, Bill, I'll give you an update on some of the other park projects we got going this year. So um, wonderful, yeah. Because I mean, you you see these meetings and think they're always talking about planning or what's going to go into to see actually ground being broken. Like Wetmore Park is obvious. Like the 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 splash pad, which I've talked about. That's they're moving forward, and that's going to open this summer. And so yeah, so Liberty Park, the 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 shelter and pavilion, you said are, they're being built there. Yeah, yeah, right. There's going to be restrooms and a, uh, a shelter, you know, picnic shelter. Up by Buck and um, Honey's. So that's, yeah, that's, that's under construction now. Yeah, yeah, behind Buck and Honey's. So that, like I say, that one's been behind schedule for years. Happy to see that. You mentioned the splash pad. Um, that's supposed to be ready to go at the end of June. Yeah, they're, they're working. They started construction on that a month ago or something like that. So that's really rocking and rolling. But we another one you mentioned was West Prairie Village. That one, uh, there had been a a planned park in that subdivision over there on the west side now that goes back before the housing crisis before the big crash before the great recession um and that's really why that thing hasn't happened is that the uh the developer who had that that area was going to develop that area i think you know failed financially because of uh of the housing crash and so different developers picked up different parts of it later and then so much time had gone by, they had to do a redelineation of the wetlands, and it turned out that like half the area where they had planned to put the, the park was, was a wetland. So it took like years of negotiation with the DNR to be able to build the park there. At one point in time, the city was contemplating moving some of that soil that's coming out of that big pond they're digging um, over there by where the, the new uh, grocery store is going to go. Right. Um, <laughs> the new Hy-Vee, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Hy-Vee's going to go. They were going to move some of the dirt up to this this spot and try to raise the ground, but the DNR finally said, "No, no, no. You can. That's low grade wetlands. You can go ahead and, and just build your park there. Go ahead." Um, so, so finally this year, that's going to get graded. and There's going to actually be a playground installed this spring there in in West Prairie Village, and that that's like ten years behind schedule. Yeah, and so that's um, that's so, totally separate from the park that's going to be part of the new Colorado Commons. Right, because that's a that's a longer term project, right? Two two three years probably before that park's all finalized. That's yeah, yeah. So you know, the the, the developer of West Prairie uh, of the Colorado Commons had offered to put a small park there in because that other park that had been planned for ten years was still in limbo. Mm-hmm. So they would at least get something in the neighborhood. So now that neighborhood is going to get you know immediately the park that was planned for the last ten years. And, and, you know, like within three years, gets a little park with Colorado Common. Sure. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, Vandenberg, is the, is the Vandenberg Park or Playground going up, up, being updated? Oh, yes. Yeah, a very big update there. So there, that's going to be a, a, um, play, a playground. I'm not sure where that is. That might actually be finished by now. That, that is gonna, it is going to have uh, features that, that kids of all, you know, physical abilities can use. Mm. So it's going to be one of the – it's going to be kind of like – if you've got kids who have, you know, limited, you know, different kinds of physical abilities, um, the place to go is Vandenberg Park because there's a playground, you know, built for, for everybody. Nice. Um, yeah. And then uh, the reserve is out going forward? Right. Yes, yes. So, but the reserve is supposed to be at some point this summer that, that land is supposed to get graded. 
Um, and then they'll, they'll put in a parking lot and, and some of the first um, features that are going to go into that park. Super. Um, so, there, so there'll be a playground. That, that, that um, park is, the emphasis on that park is going to be on more of a natural, natural education and natural setting. Mm. Um, so it's not like it's going to be athletic fields and things like that. It's going to be much more of a, a natural setting. But the, the, the playground and the, and the parking lot are supposed to go in this year. Terrific. Um, Anything else I'm missing? Uh, just the, the, every every year they replace a couple of playgrounds in existing parks, so they're going to be doing that in Birkenbein and Grandview parks this year. So yeah, if you're in that neighborhood, you're familiar with that. So I, you know, then obviously the city continues to grow, but we got to continue. I think that's part of what you're talking about. West Prairie Village and that whole area just kept growing, and then there weren't there weren't the same number of parks that maybe some other neighborhoods were. And so just to remind everybody, the city's investing in that and. You know, <laughs> Parks don't generate tax dollars, but they generate property value. So uh, that's that's all a good thing, and they're just a big part of the quality of life in Sun Prairie. So I appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Yeah, well, there's, there's a parks and open space plan that you can find on the city website that lays the vision for the future. And as the population grows, yes, there will need to be more parks. There will need to be, you know, on the north side and on the west side, a, a large community park. and you know, So that's a total of two large community parks. Sometimes, you know, in the next 10 years, 20 years, something, um, those will be needed, uh, in addition to, you know, a variety of smaller parks. But the city the city's really focusing on trying to develop larger parks and not so many little pocket parks in neighborhoods. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it brings the community together. I kind of like that idea. So Yeah, sweet. well, it, it's, it's more efficient to have the mowers get out there and mow this big park rather than, you know, jump from little park, little park, to little park. So right. that's that's one of the reasons for it sure cool all right excellent thanks, well, thanks Bill. Andy. Hey. I, my, my pleasure yeah i enjoy enjoy this all yeah right. i'll check in with you from time to time i appreciate it have a good night all right you too Bye-bye. thanks bill well i know not everybody likes bill on facebook um but bill's knowledgeable and he's plugged in and, and i'm going to check in with him from time to time because he does more often than not know what we're building what else are we building so a couple other cool projects that just got approved this week on south grand ave over by you know across from the menards kind of there's some strip malls over there by the new summer credit union it's a strip mall it's the last piece of that development over there off grand ave and it's it's a little bit unique you know it's a strip mall but it's got i think it's going to have a patio that's designed to uh, be part of a, an outdoor eating area and uh, there's a retaining pond over there and should be a nice building that'll be a, a part of that then in, in the providence neighborhood they approved um kind of a it's kind of an old school idea these live work units seven live work units where you would actually you know be a retail store some type of business on the main floor and then you live above it and it's just you know, kind of an old school idea, but I, I know Providence is kind of this throwback old school. Smith's Crossing does a little bit of that too. And I just I just think it's a neat idea that people could kind of have a personal connection to their business and sell something out of their storefront. And so um, those got approved right behind Costco at the Providence neighborhood. And then, you know, everybody talks about apartments and they're, they're concerned about apartments, but we are still building a ton of single family homes. So in Smith's Crossing area, there was a new plat approved, kind of, I think maybe the final residential plat in Smith's Crossing. In the reserve, north up by Token Springs School, that, that's continued to be built up and, and new single family homes. And then they're also annexed an area around Stonehaven and Highway C, kind of up on the northwest side of town for additional more single family homes. So these are more on the outskirts of town. You don't always see them. They're not on main arteries and roads the way some of these apartment buildings are built. But we're, we're continuing to build 
all kinds of new single-family homes. Obviously, the real estate market's nuts, and so um, you know we're continuing to do that. So that's about all I got to say for the intro. We'll come back and we'll talk pizza. We'll talk uh, you know some Prairie Strong, bunch of good stuff. Great conversation I had with Adam Bougie. You listen to 103.5 The Sun Community Radio, serving Sun Prairie and the surrounding area at 103.5 FM on your radio dial. So set that up as a preset. Just, you know, if you're cycling through, if you still listen to the radio, maybe you'll hear, you know, a local city council meeting and catch up with that. Or uh, Mark Gon was playing some tunes or check that out at 103.5 FM or www.sunprairiemediacenter.com or get our app on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening. We'll come back on the other side with Adam Bougie. Oh, thanks for coming in, Adam. I I wanted to have you on. The show's called What Are We Building? Uh-huh. And so the the bougie building, I, when you're, you're going to have your name on a building, that's that's the kind of guy you want to talk to. And, that that was uh-huh. uh, completely accidental. <laughs> well, it, it was, it just, Joe Pawalka, he also, I don't know if you're familiar, he, uh-huh. he uh, owns One Plus Architect, Architectural, and uh, he, uh, he lost the house. So okay. it was my building. The old Harriman's building and Joe's house. All right. Uh, We're all on that same had, block. Yeah, I had done some work with him years ago. Like, he helped me. Uh, I needed some bathrooms designed because hmm. the bathrooms that were in the in that building when I first moved in were not, you know, they weren't ADA compliant or whatever. So right. I had to have an architect drop some bathrooms because I, you know, because they have to be done a specific way. Sure. And uh, he, we, I worked with him then, so... And the whole fact that he lost, he lost two was like, well, let's let's work together yeah. on this, this project. And we started out working on the project because at first I wanted to go in at Maine and Bristol. Oh, um, at the same location. Yes. Okay. And uh, but just uh, like you know, with uh, you know, th- th- that's with uh, Dave, Joe, D- David Bear, Joe Polk, and I, and. Uh, it's it's you know with with three people with kind of you know all varying ideas and and then the city's and, got uh, their idea I guess of what they want at that location the, the and, city has their ideas yeah and you know and then and then we are asked to kind of put the whole thing on 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 hold uh, when the city decided to do that. Uh, the the downtown redevelopment that whatever they called that plan for the yeah downtown. the some very stronger plan yeah, and yep, they, exactly. they hired a group to kind of. Yeah, make a plan, no. and you know that it's going to take more time probably than you were wanting then, to have. You know, to... we are probably going to still push forward with that, um, but yeah, time, 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 and then suddenly it's like, you know, my insurance company still, you know, they had wanted to settle up everything with me within a year, mm. and obviously, you know, they've been they've been really understanding, but the the, the opportunity came up on Vine Street where uh, I think Scott Kugler called me up and was just like, mm. hey. You know, we have something that y- you may or may not be interested. In. Maybe it was Neil. I don't know. Whatever. One somebody from the somebody city. from the city. Yeah. And yeah, so started talking about that, and then that kind of led to a shifting of gears. And uh, so, and I guess we should start out. I mean, if people don't know, you're you're with Glass Nickel Pizza. You, did you own you own that building? Yes. Okay. I, so I've been I've been there since. Well, yeah. Since, when did you move in? Uh, 2004 is when I opened the Glass Nickel in Sun Prairie. I was, does that make sense? Because I think I bought I bought my first house in Sun Prairie in like it was around oh three oh oh three oh four. I I kind of remember hearing Glass Nickel going in. It was sort of 
I, I went to school in Madison and I, I had this connection to Madison. And when you hear that kind of one of your favorite pizza places from Madison is coming out to where you live now, it was cool. It was kind of, some people get, you know, they're like, we don't want Madison in some prairie. We don't want to turn into another Madison and, or we won't. But the idea that, that the cool parts of Madison start to kind of move into some prairie was, I remember at the time thinking, this is sort of neat. I can live in some prairie and still have some, you know, get my favorite pizza that I always like to get in. So you were there, and then the explosion happened in... So it happened in July. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'll be, this will be your three, this will be the So it was July year. of 18. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good, I mean, that was a good long time you were there in that building. And what was your background with Glassnickel before you moved in to that building? Uh, I had, I had been, go- I went to UW-Madison for forestry, and in order to pay for school, or at least have some spending money and pay for summer school i started delivering pizzas and that was for papa john's okay right when they kind of opened up and that's when i met brian glossel and tim nicholson glass nickel oh i didn't Uh, i did not know that okay so i worked with them at papa john's for a while and both of them kind of had been doing pizza forever Mm -hmm. and uh and they had known each other previous but they had kind of started hashing out the plans and uh, I ended up living above Brian Glossel, huh. and I used to go down and have a beer with him in his garage and talking Just start about, talking about plans, talking yeah. about I'm going to open a pizza place up and it's going to be best pizza, best ingredients, and you know yeah, that's what you do. Going to going to come work for me and d- deliver for me when uh, when I open up my place, and it's like yeah, sure, sure, Brian, sure I'll come I'll come deliver for you when you open up your place, but you know it. You know, it, it seemed like it was in all a garage talk, over but, a beer, yeah. But sure enough, like months later, uh, I get a call from Brian. He's like, "We're open." He said, "You'd come drive for me," and so I was their second driver. Cool. So that was the Atwood location. They the Atwood they, location, they yeah, first, the one, yeah. But yeah, the original. And uh, so I've been. I mean, I tried. I I tried a couple times to get away. Um, I went and did some house sitting for a friend's aunt for months in Portland and then I came back right when the West Side Nickel was opening so then I went and worked for them for a bunch of years and then I tried to get out again and I moved to Montana to help a friend with an organic farm and then ended up doing some wilderness firefighting and then finally oh. I'm like okay now it's time to figure out what I'm gonna really do and then there was the opportunity to open the glass nickel in the sun prairie location like you know kind of it was the one you know of the madison areas that still could potentially use a store but yeah so it's like either that or go back to grad school and i kind of was like well i've been doing pizza long enough to kind of feel like i've given myself a a degree in that so let's and people forget like 2004 sun prairie looked way different than it did and i mean i i suppose that it always seems like it's growing but at the time i don't think anybody thought it would grow to the extent that it has in the last 15, 16 no, years. No, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, uh, just so that was like a franchise you were able to kind of buy in, or how did? Yeah, it's a it's a local franchise. I mean, at first it was typically done like put in your time, and you might get an opportunity to open a store if mm-hmm. you're you know if you show the you know Prove show the wherewithal or... basically to do it, and and you have some you know financing. I I got I t- had taken a loan out for my parents, like they took a second mortgage out on their house, and I had saved a bunch of money over the years wow. from fire, you know, the firefighting stuff. You know, I had barely any expenses when I was doing all this stuff, and yeah, did it on a shoestring budget. I think even you know when you talk about how we first opened in Sun Prairie, like 
I'm pretty sure, I don't remember exactly, but we were probably about three months behind schedule. So people had expected us to open. Yeah. And uh, I was doing a vast majority of the construction and putting up all kinds of, you know, walls and restaurant board and flooring. I did it all with me and a friend of mine um, and contracted out, you know, the had some some plumbing done, had paid to have the bathrooms put in. But as much but, work as you could do yourself yeah, for you and a friend. like a crazy shoestring budget that yeah. I did it, you know, a lot of the equipment I bought used. And so, yeah, when we finally opened, the community was ready. Like, yeah, really, right. we had, like, we did crazy numbers our first couple of weeks. I think we even, we did so much business, we had to even shut down to kind of re, like, take a weekend off just to kind of, re-implement some like okay we need to do this stuff a little bit better because we're so busy yeah and didn't want to you know disappoint so and so you're there for 15 plus almost i guess yeah 14 years i mean did you feel like was the business going well were you you know you, the population's growing but how difficult it is to run a, a pizza place like last nickel was or some good years some bad years sales wise we always did well there was a you know there was fluctuations. There was years that the flour, flour and cheese prices were super high, so right. our profits were down because of cost. Um, but yeah, we did well enough to. I mean, I did a, a small remodel on the store and kind of put a really informal dining room up front at one point. And uh, then after I was able to buy the building, then I totally redid the entire thing. And that's when we. Uh, uh, were you ever in? The, was there a bar in there? Yeah, a bar, See, dine in restaurant. I don't think I was ever there after you did the remodel. For so, I mean, I got delivery a fair amount, or I remember getting carry out. But a friend of mine was saying there's a bar. There was a bar in there. I'm like, I don't not remember. No, it was nice. Like from what yeah. what it was before and what we ended up with the remodel. I, it was it was nice. Nice upgrade. Like, yeah, that's cool. I. I Look, I feel like some people, one of the things people complain about is there's too many, you probably complain about it, there's too many pizza places in some prairie. It's like you got, you know, Sugar River opens or different, you know, competition comes out of the woodwork. But I think some prairie loves pizza. Everybody loves pizza. But I, I almost think some prairie's got, like our pizza per capita must be, I don't know what it is, but it's it's got to be high. And it's good pizza. And I, I, like a lot of it's good. And I feel like, I've had this idea to like we need like a pizza palooza or some kind of pizza festival. Like some prairie could be known as a a pizza destination. I mean, <laughs> people like Salvatore's and yeah, Sugar River open. And then this this thing with Anna's, you just saw this outpouring of support from the community for you know Anna's is probably the oldest business pizza business in town, and you know and that was cool. So anyway, I just I think I think people in some prairie love their pizza, and it's cool to have one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because it's just let you know I think it's cool that. You've been here as long as you have been, and and kind of what you're doing. So, so if we can, I guess, kind of get to the day of the explosion. I was out of town, but where were you? Where were you the day that that happened, and what was going on? Well, I was at home, and an employee called me about a, about that there was a gas leak, and they're making everyone leave. Yeah. So you uh, had employees in the store yes. that day. So I went down, and we were they were all just kind of hanging out in the back parking lot, and you could, yeah, you could definitely smell the gas. Yeah. So I sent everybody home except the closing manager and uh, the closing driver. But there were people down one. there. There were employees. There were citizens. Yeah, you know, we there, had people it, in it our restaurant, like the, yeah. and we, you know, we had X amount, you know, of carryouts and deliveries. I mean, they just left. They left food in the oven. Uh, yeah, 
you know, we had we had orders that I, you know, basically we have a, a system that I can call in, and they were able to go into our system and tell me everyone that didn't get food. Ah. Uh, so I was uh, actually on the phone getting all the numbers for our for our delivery customers so I could call them uh, when they expanded the the perimeter and they were kind of pulling us back like a block further than originally where we were asked to wait and so I didn't even hear the officer when he had told me I'm on the phone calling customers right, right. and uh, so he was kind of giving me a hard time telling me like I hear him yelling like and you suddenly one of my employees is like trying to get my attention yeah and so I was kind of annoyed that I was getting yelled at when I'm trying to uh, handle your trying to take care of customers take care of my business yeah so I'm kind of all a little bit huffy about it, and I'm like kind of at the point where I'm like, I'm going to go and have a talk with this officer about how he handled the situation. And I was taking a couple steps in that direction to kind of talk to him about it, and that's when the building blew up. Wow. And then suddenly my self-righteous like like attitude about how I got talked to, yeah. it didn't matter anymore. Right, right. Um, and, I mean, that building was – I mean, people – in town, no, but that block was, I mean, there were, there were parts that were damaged, but that block was just, it was gone. I mean, right. Just, just rubble. No. And I was, and that's the crazy thing. Like I was walking towards it when it blew up. Like yeah. I wasn't close to it, but close enough. I was at where burn Boot Camp is like that. We were right in that block. So like a block right at the end of the, the nickel parking lot. But yeah, I mean, close enough. I, I still like the, the, remember how it felt the con- the concussion from it sure the uh, physical was, force yeah it was pretty surreal yeah wow and so what at that moment i mean was it just chaos at that point or just disbelief i mean what are you thinking at that point uh it was yeah for me it was just yeah just kind of surreal and then and then kind of watching you know cuz i you know i knew people were close to it so that thought's in my head, like, oh, my God, like... Was anybody there? Well, I knew there were. I could see... I saw oh. him just a moment before, like... Yeah. And, uh... Had you talked to Corey Barr that day? I... I mean, Corey and I talked on occasion, but we... Yeah. I, I, I hadn't talked to him, you know, that... You know, no, no not that day. Right. Um, but, I mean, obviously, the fact that Corey Barr lost his life is super tragic, but at that moment, I was thinking, like, you don't was, know who's. It was going to be worse because yeah. there were quite a few. I mean, there were quite a few firefighters that were in that general area. That, uh, yeah, I mean, it could have. And obviously, had they not right. evacuated, you know, as they did and pulled us back as far as they did, uh, things could have been way worse. Yeah, and that's so. the thing I don't think can ever be said too much is the work of the firefighters and the you know, people that the guy that was yelling at you that wasn't playing around. Yeah, exactly. To get back. No, for um, sure. They they deserve a lot of credit for saving lives. That yeah. Day, so. Yeah, so, and and then, I mean, we don't have to get in too much of the weeds in terms of, you know, what goes on with insurance and having to manage and all that, but I guess I, I did want to kind of get your impression on the response from the community being that you were affected, your business, you know, as much as anyone in terms of just having it be literally destroyed um, from, you know, down to the ground. What 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 was your impression of the response from the community and kind of the the following months and year, you know, in that some pretty strong thing. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, and we, I specifically, I, tr- I had really good insurance. I had insurance that, that not only covered, 
you know, the building, but it also it made it able that I was able to pay my employees for their lost time. So I was able to hold on to the vast majority of my, my full-time and, and a chunk of my part-time staff. So I was covered. I, you know, my, my lost profits were covered. Like, Good. so I was taken care of. Um, but, yeah, the outpouring of the community, um, you know, everyone just dug deep and, and uh, did – did above and beyond for 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 you know for the people who were displaced you know a lot of people lost houses yeah apartments or, or homes I mean right yeah it was it was uh it was amazing yeah. I you know I I I was born in the Green Bay area I came down to Madison to go to school and and then you know spent some time bopping around in different spots in Madison but I I official so I came to Came to Sun Prairie in 2004 when we opened the Nickel, and I moved to Sun Prairie uh, in 2005 and bought a house. Um, and, you know, I felt like I was part of the community, but there are times, like, it's Sun Prairie's, there's a lot of long-time Sun Prairie residents. It's very old-school, new-school. Um, yeah. Kind of, and there's some... Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I had, I'm not saying I didn't feel like a member of the community before that, but I truly felt like a member of the community after that, like yeah. the outreach and the, you know, how many people like, you know, called and said, Hey, whatever I can do. And, you know, the supportiveness and how open armed everyone was. It was amazing. Yeah. Like truly like after that, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is my home. This is my sure. community. These are, these are my people. It's like a family, right? If you kind of go yeah. through a traumatic experience, it's terrible at the time, but it does kind of bring you closer yeah and so that's that's great to hear so so yeah i know there's been this process of to get a new location you mentioned on main and vine so just north of the uh, cross street from the city hall there's plans everything's approved to, to get a new building and so what was the process i guess in terms of designing or moving forward with a new location well i mean jumping through the hoops of the city yeah and then how was that process did you find it's just they were I haven't had a whole lot of issues with it. Yeah. You know, it's it's time consuming. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, the biggest problem that I, I'd say that we ran into is just timing. Like we were set to we were set in essence, kind of pushing to break ground in the fall, and uh, just and just sorry to interrupt, but people that don't know the the plan was for how many square foot would the would the restaurant be? It was about a little shy of five thousand five hundred. That's what I thought. So main floor, street level, yeah, park, uh, restaurant, nice big patio, yeah, outdoor area, which was planned, I think, even before the pandemic. Yes, um, but uh, and then kind of luxury apartments, yeah, up and then above. two two stories of apartments, so ten apartments. Uh, Two efficiencies, seven one bedrooms, and then a, a two bedroom. And you um, said you were scheduled to break ground when? Well, we never really had it official, but we were looking for a fall. You know, basically get everything kind of set so by the time the snow was falling, then they'd be working on the inside of the building. Um, but and that was then, fall of last year. Yeah, and then COVID happened. You know, well, COVID was going on, but it wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't looking positive for trying to push forward and open a right a a, a big dining restaurant. Sure, um, sure. And I got you know, I I was worried and yeah. you know, cold feet and and uh, you know, it's a big project. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lot, we have short a lot of money. We have short memories. It's like, uh, are we ever going to get out of this? What's going to happen? We've got vaccines now, but it's like, 
do I even want to be in the restaurant business yeah. long term? I'm sure it kind of goes through your head. No, and it's still it's still scary. But I mean, yeah. I kind of feel at least feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. Sure, you know, yeah. with, with vaccines and you know, I think we're we're good at it. <laughs> you know, t- yeah. It seems as a society, we're getting better at at just handling it. Sure, and I I mean, I think I really do believe people are going to want to go out. Again, you know that you. If I work all week in an office, I mean, you know, I I don't. I certainly don't want to cook when I come home on Friday. And more often than not, I think, especially after we've been cooped up, they're gonna people want to see something new and check things out. And yeah, having a nice outdoor area. You don't have a long season for it in, in Wisconsin, but well, um, and good and bad, it's big. Cool. Right, you know, we have right. we have a, a large co- a room that I'm kind of it's a conference room, but we'll be able to use that area. To to spread out, you know, during times where if we do get busy, we'll have the space to you know keep people yeah. apart if that's still what we need to do. So I know I know you mentioned that there have been some delays. There was this. I mean, anybody's just paid attention to housing car materials costs. Like a two by four, I think has tripled in price or something, if not worse. So I know you ran into some of that, but there's some grant money that's potentially. You said you'd have some more answer, answers next week, but. Can you give us a little bit of an update on kind of where that sits? Well, we had been, uh, we had kind of gotten all our numbers together, and yeah, looking at things like you know lumber prices. For us, it went from I think ninety five thousand to you know almost two two hundred thousand. Yeah. So you know things are doubling here, and you know steel and ev- everything's going up. Sure. So we're looking at where where we were last year and where we are now, and we you know. Budgets are tight, you know, mm-hmm. and it still is. So I'm crunching numbers, and and then finally I, I was kind of setting things up to to do some renegotiating with the city because you know there's always some extra stuff on there. They want the building to look a certain way to right uh, complement the downtown, mm-hmm. which I've been part of the I've been a member of the business improvement district board for almost since I opened the Glass okay. Nickel. So. That's important to me too. The curb appeal, you know, keeping the downtown, you know, vibrant and looking a certain looking way. Nice, yeah. But it's kind of getting to this point where you know, there's a certain spot where, you know, some of this stuff is is maybe, you know, can be taken out. If there are some and, corners that can be cut to still have it not as nice, I guess. But if it helps to get it done, the city has an interest in. Exactly. You know, there's some decorative brickwork and things like that. Well, if we take this off and this off and do this a little bit differently, then we can, you know, potentially save enough money to to cover some of these increase in costs. Mm-hmm. So we're having these discussions, and uh, Taylor from the city mentioned that she had been in touch with somebody from the state and had a conversation with him, and he, he had uh, said, based on a lot of the stuff going on in our project, that it looked like a very good possibility that we'd be able to get this grant. Uh, so hopefully, uh, either sometime this week or early next week, we'll have an answer. And is that like a something specifically for downtowns or for? Yeah, what is I the think grant it's, it, it's it's designed. Sort of I don't to. know the exact wording on the grant. I mean, I've I've obviously read through a lot of it, but yeah, to kind of keep the downtowns, you know, supporting a local business revitalization. And, yeah. Um, you know, keeping them in tune, in, in tune with what, what goes on with, you know, the downtown areas. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're waiting to hear back for that next week. I mean, if it, like, if everything goes through and things kind of go 
an ideal situation. What's your timeline as far as breaking ground and then actually opening soon? Okay. Uh, in an ideal world, <laughs> we yeah. we set a we set a May fifteenth groundbreaking date. Okay. So with less than a month. Yeah. I still am looking at hopefully if everything still continues in the progression that it is, I'm still I'd be happy with June first. Okay. And then how long to build it? We probably early next year, January. Okay. Possibly a little bit earlier. Because um, we're looking it's at it's a construction you know, project. After yeah, all. we're looking yeah. at you know kind of getting the white box for the glass nickel space and kind of doing all the you know but then bringing in the the construction company from the glass nickel to do and hopefully have the restaurant at least functional enough to to move all the ovens and the hoods and everything over and start doing the pizza business from there. We might not open the the dine in restaurant right away, okay, but at least get it so we can start. Get used to the space, uh, not be in a super huge rush to, to do the dine-in immediately right when we, you know, kind of get everything over there. Like a lot up in the air right now. Like sure. it's, it's a stressful time just not really having all the answers. Uh, but right now I feel like we're right on the cusp of being able to just get everything just finished and know know all the times and and what what what's going to happen over the summer yeah yeah fun. and i don't fun. And, and i don't know how how informed you are as far as the main bristol too but all like so joe dave and uh uh and i have all had accepted offers on our property okay and uh, i guess they're in, in negotiation with uh with currently in the company that's doing it is in negotiation with water and light hmm. uh currently so so that I mean that's good to hear because it's everybody no, wants and needs to be there absolutely whether you know including some type of memorial or pavilion and something as a community focus space it's been too long yeah and if yeah. something if somebody were to then hold all the pieces then you know and have the the wherewithal and the ability to do it and because uh, from what I hear it'd be uh, awesome for all of downtown they they want to. They would, in an ideal world, still break ground this year. They they want to wow. just they want to go full speed ahead with it. So, you know, like I said, there's still there's still quite a few unknowns, but at least you know there's that potential. Absolutely, um, for something to start getting done on that corner, which yeah would be great for for everyone. Yep. Oh, that's exciting. Cool. Coming in, in the meantime, you're open. You know, normal hours. You got the location on. Uh on Main Street. Yeah, we've cut our hours down. I think like a lot of places have. And, uh, you know, from what I hear from other people who have done it too, like we, I don't know if we'll go back to being open. Mm. You know, um, we used to do two more hours. We used to be open until midnight and then two in the morning. But yeah. uh, it's, it's hard just, to say. We'll see what it'll on the be. Weekends. Who wants to, who wants to be there until two in the morning yeah. working? So, you know, all the employees definitely like it a lot better not having to be there that late. And it isn't, that's, I guess that's, I find myself anymore. I don't, I don't really need to stay out till maybe once a year. I'm good for like a, yeah. a bar time, but I guess that's difference we'll, between we'll, some Prairie and we'll Madison stay, too. We'll stay open a little, a little later on New Year's Eve if we have to, right. you know, right. on, the, on those, on those occasions we'll, we'll stretch it a little bit. But other than that, you know. Well, I appreciate you coming in. This was this was really good. I, I appreciate it. Was this good is talking comfortable. to you. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck with everything. I, I'm really excited to. I'm excited to see you break ground. I'm excited to see you open and hope Glass Nick will be around for a long, long time. Yeah. I really enjoyed that talk. Adams, he's an American success story. He started out as a pizza delivery guy, and I was going to have a building named after him. The building they're building is called the Bougie Building. So I think that's a cool story, and I'm happy to have him in some prairie. And so good for good for Adam, good for Glass Nickel, and. Uh,
Thanks for listening. This is 103.5 FM, Sun Prairie's community radio station. We'll uh, catch you later on the next episode of What Are We Building?